Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. It's nice to see your faces. Um, I'm not just being a diva, like getting a table. Like I've got a sore throat, so I might have to keep swigging some water. So just, you know, I'm not just a diva. I'm a bit of a diva. Um, hello. This is nice. Um, so I don't know if those of you that have been here um, over the last few weeks since the start of January, but um, Anthony has been doing a series on prophecy based on um, some teaching from a guy called Mark Isles. And um, so we've been kind of going through the teaching that he's written and really wanting to um, learn a lot more about prophecy. And so for me, I'm really excited to be able to speak tonight about prophecy because I love prophecy. Prophecy means like hearing God's voice. That's what it is. It's listening to the voice of God and hearing him. And the first thing that I really felt God just saying tonight for all of us is that we all need to know that he's not a silent God. And I feel like for some of us, even that is a bit of revelation that actually you might feel like, but I've prayed and I've never really heard anything or you might have never prayed before. And I just want to kind of set that right from the start that God is just saying to us right now, he's not a silent God. He's a God that wants relationship with you and he wants to speak to you. And so um, this last weekend, um, just now, I've been away for a couple of nights with some girls from Ivy, um, a few girls that have kind of been to the call, and then we invited anyone that wanted to come to this weekend. Um, and so it was in a nice hotel, and there was lots of other things that went on, and different speakers and stuff, but my favourite thing was that there was, I think there was 10 of us, maybe 11, and um, we, on one of the sessions... I know this is being recorded, so don't anyone share this with them. Like, it was a great thing, but we, I just felt a bit, like, hot in the room. And so we kind of went out and decided that um, we knew that they were about to do some prophecy at some point. And we said, oh, well, let's do our own. Let's just pray for each other. So um, at first, four of us did it, and we just prayed for one person. And then by the end, different girls kept coming out and coming out. And so by the end, all 11 of us were sat around together. And so then we'd just pray for one of the women. And we'd all pray. And God would speak to every single person. He didn't miss anyone out. He spoke to every single one. And he just, the, when you heard the different ways that he spoke to people, it was amazing to just hear the way that they'd come around to saying, I feel God saying this for you. <coughs> Excuse me. That for some people it would be really like, oh, I was reading this in the Bible and I just feel like God is saying this to you from what I've read in the Bible. For other people they'd say, oh, I had a dream last night and actually you were in the dream and this is what happened. And for other people it'd be more like abstract and like, oh, I just saw like um, someone said, I saw like goose, a goose in the toilet and then I saw a goose on a um, tap and da 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 and you're thinking, okay. And then what she said was spot on and it was amazing because God spoke abstractly through the way that her mind works and he speaks differently because we're all different he speaks differently because the way that I might communicate with you and the way that someone else might communicate with you isn't the same because he knows you he made you so he's going to speak to you in the way that you and him will connect and my prayer is that through tonight that even right now we just start to tune in Bill, Bill Johnson says that um, the Holy Spirit isn't something that just kind of 
only the Holy get to sort of tap into on a particular moment. But actually the Holy Spirit is constantly at work. He's constantly speaking. And it's a bit like sometimes, you know, when you um, are with someone and you're busy and then someone says, oh, I love this song. And you're like, I didn't even realize there was a song playing, but now I can hear it. It's like that. The Holy Spirit is like that, that actually God is always talking. He's always wanting to communicate with you. And so I'm just going to pray now that even from the start of me speaking, we, ha- we choose to be listening. And I just want to invite you as well, under your chair is a piece of paper and a pen. Because I'm not just thinking, oh, I hope he speaks to you. I'm expecting that by the time you leave here tonight, you will have written down something that God is saying because he is not a silent God and he wants to speak to you so please grab that there's more pens around stick a hand up if you need a pen and um, we can bring a pen please put a hand up if you need a pen brilliant so it might be that as I'm speaking um, something that I say is something that you want to write down it might be that actually you just feel something else and you'll think oh I don't know what that is but I'll write it down because it might be for you it might be for someone else but I'm very expectant that God is speaking already and so I'm just going to pray for us Lord Jesus I thank you that you love us God we can never get away from that fact Lord that we can never be separated from your love and so Lord I thank you that you want to speak tonight And Lord, I thank you that as we learn the teaching from this man and as we hear all the different things that you've shared with me that you want me to share tonight, Lord, we just pray that on top of all of that, your voice would be speaking the loudest. And Lord, where all other distractions can come to try and take our eyes off you, Lord, we want to be intentional tonight that we want to hear from you and your voice. And that all other voices need to be silenced now in Jesus' name because he reigns here and only his voice is welcome. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as I said, Anthony has been doing this series um, from uh, this guy, Mark Isles, and he gave a word over Ivy um, a long time ago, and we've seen different things of what he said come to pass, which is awesome. Um, And so Anthony has been setting it up in kind of looking at uh, prophetic engagement, how we engage with the Holy Spirit. So he's been doing things about... um, kind of how we shouldn't see with our natural eyes and we don't just see with our natural eyes we want to see with the eyes of the spirit you might remember he blindfolded someone a couple weeks ago and we were all a bit worried for his safety as he kind of fumbled around Um, and then he had a magic blindfold was anyone here for that one just so I'm not talking to yeah and he blindfolded and then he was able to do things with the blindfold on I thought that was quite clever it's like yes good good magic Anthony um And so then we're going into the next section of the teaching, which is about understanding the gift of prophecy. And so that's what I'm going to start speaking on tonight. And uh, Tim Burr, Mr. Tim Burr, is going to continue that on for us next week. Um, But it's all still from within this course, from within this teaching, just with kind of our take on it and our spin on it. Um, So the Bible speaks a lot about spiritual gifts. um, And so, as I say, we're looking at understanding the gift of prophecy. And so it actually shows us through the Bible that that there is spiritual gifts and a big way that we see it is in the ministry of Jesus that he was marked by the spiritual gifts that he held and how he moved and everything that he did was spiritual as well as physical and then we see it in the disciples that they too held spiritual gifts and therefore it didn't just stop with the disciples but actually for each of us as well the Bible says that we have spiritual gifts as well and that we will be marked and we'll be set apart and we'll be seen as different because we are supernatural, not just of the natural. 
And so that's what Anthony has been um, starting to speak to us about in not hearing just, not just seeing in the physical, but also seeing the spiritual, not just hearing, but um, in the natural, but hearing in the physical, in the spiritual as well. Um, and so we see it in Jesus and we see it in his disciples. And the Bible says that we should be educated and interested and aware of the spiritual gifts that they are different in nature, they're all different in the way that they are, and yet they come from the same source. They all come from the Holy Spirit, and that they are for the good of everyone. And so um, we see that in Paul talking to us. Uh, this is a message version in 1 Corinthians 12. It says, what I want, this isn't in the screen yet, it's, it will, there'll be another one in a minute. Um, what I want to talk about now is the various ways God's Spirit gets worked into our lives this is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. Remember how you were when you didn't know God, led from one phony God to another, never knowing what you were doing, just doing it because everybody else did. Do you remember that? I remember that. It's different in this life. Hear that. It's different in this life. God wants us to use our intelligence to seek to understand as well as we can for instance, by using our heads. You know perfectly well that the Spirit of God would never prompt anyone to say, Jesus be damned. So he's teaching us in this. You're allowed to think about it. Okay, so if someone said, Jesus be damned, do we think that would be coming from the voice of God? No. But if someone was to say, Jesus is master, then it says here that they wouldn't be able to say that without the insight of the Holy Spirit. And so again, I want to say to you today that if you can say with your mouth, Jesus is master, if you believe that in your heart, Jesus is master, then the Holy Spirit is within you. You welcome him within you. You can't say that unless you believe it. And therefore, if you can say that in all belief, then you have the gift. God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. Various, God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate from his spirit. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to show who God is. That's what it's for, is to show who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the spirit to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. So like I said at the start, this is for everybody. Everybody gets in on it. That's not Mark. I've not just read that from the teaching. I've read that from the Bible. Everyone gets in on it. Okay, this is for all of us. And these are the gifts, which was going to be on the screen. The gifts are wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. And then it says, all these gifts have a common origin, but are handed out by the one spirit who decides who gets what and when. So it's all down to him. Not because he's wanting to tease us. And I actually had that in the worship. I felt like God saying, I'm not a God that teases. I don't tease you. It's because he's a good father who has gifts and he wants to pour them out on us abundantly. And so it's all on him so that we can't, claim it for ourselves that I'm so great I got this one it's just he just gives them out and he gives them out and he gives them out 
And so um, prophecy is mentioned in this list to tell us its origin um, and that it's from the Holy Spirit and it's all from him. But it's also mentioned again in Romans 12. And it's in this list because that's the one, like I say, to help us think, actually, it's not because I'm so great that I've got it, but they all are to work together. So it says, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Some of you even just need to hear that today. If God has given you the gift, like if you hear some, sometimes, speak it out. If your gift is to serve others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is encouragement, encourage. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you the gift of leadership, the leadership ability, take it seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness, do it gladly. So it's saying, do it with a full heart. Do it with all that you have. So we've seen now that prophecy is a spiritual gift, and it's also in Ephesians 4 listed um, as one of the five significant things to, to build the church. So it's a gift, but it's also something even more substantial because it's mentioned as a way of building the church up, um, which is part of what's known mostly as the fivefold ministry and a second to apostle meaning that as the church we need to fully understand the biblical meaning of having prophet and having apostle and often I'm not going to go into it it's a whole other talk of how we can be a bit more like oh we just need a pastor but actually we need to listen and respect the voice of prophets and the voice of apostles as well um so it's a spiritual gift and it's to build the church. And then the icing on the cake is found in 1 Corinthians 14 during a key chapter in the Bible on the operation of the gifts in meetings. And it clearly states this, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the spirit, especially prophecy. So it's okay to want some. It's okay to want a bit of the pie because actually it says that we are to eagerly desire it, especially prophecy. And why would you want to eagerly desire it and especially prophecy? Because we really want to hear from God, don't we? We really want to hear from him. We want to hear his voice. And I know that for me, when I was younger, I was a bit scared of prophecy like when um we were in a church back in Surrey and I was younger kind of early teens and I remember um this prophet was coming to town and it was going to be in our church and so I didn't want to go to church that week because I was like oh what is this what if what if they spoke to me what if they called me out because actually we more often than not expect it would be bad news don't we that actually if God was going to say you stand up God has something to say to you you'd be like oh what are you going to say what are you going to point out and I just feel like actually God's like, no, it's love. You know, this is saying, follow the way of love. Follow God is love. Follow God's way. That prophecy is all about love. And what he wants to speak over you is love. And so that was kind of what I was probably more sitting in, was more fear of what he might say. And then I was asked to join um, the worship band, the kind of youth worship band. And um, there was, I was asked to do a solo song. And um, so I, I learned the song, and it was called The Father's Song. And I learned it, and I learned how to kind of sing it in the right tone, and I learned all the words, because I'm dyslexic, so I don't like having words. And I really knew the song and knew the words. And then on the day of doing it, I stood at the front ready to sing the song for the first time. And just as, I was, just as the music started and I knew I was about to start, 
I felt this voice in, in my chest. I felt this like awareness of God speaking to me. And he said, this is my song over you. And then the words changed from being words that I knew to being, whoa, this is actually what God wants to say to me. And I don't know if you know the song, but the song just says about heaven's perfect, I'm not going to sing it for you, heaven's perfect melody, nope, <laughs> no, the king of love has sent for me and now I'm singing over you the father's song. And it's all about his love. And so I started to sing it and then I just felt the overwhelming sense of the fact that these words were truth of what God would want to say over me. And so I actually stopped halfway through and ran out of the room and I didn't continue the song because that was my first encounter of God really talking to me. And it wasn't that. It was so scary and horrible like I thought. It was that actually it was so overwhelmingly loving that I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that this God who would create all of the heavens that says the creator's symphony and now he's singing over me the father's song. Wow. The creator's symphony is singing over me and I felt it and I knew it. And that is what it's going to be every time that he wants to speak to you. It's the creator's symphony now singing over you. And that is the main thing that I really hope that you can hold through this talk that you can take with you tonight is knowing that it, it's love, it's love, it's pursuing love. It's not so that we have this gift of prophecy so that I can look really great and go, you, you were a size 10 and you came from blah, blah and you did this and that. It's not about me looking good or me knowing a deep sense. It's about him and connecting with him. And when you do that and when you have moments where you go, oh, I do feel like God's saying this for you and that he knows you, actually as the one getting to deliver the message, you get so full again because it's like, if you know her like that, then you know me like that. If you know him in that detail that's spot on and it's right, then you know me like that because he so knows. He does know everything about you, but that shouldn't make us scared. That should make us just know he loves you and he loves you and he loves you. Back to the teaching from Mark. So, he says <laughs> that prophecy is fundamentally the gift of encouragement. And I love that as well, that it's the gift of encouragement. And he says that a lot of people, when they're giving teaching like this, they just stick to the texts about prophecy and about kind of where it literally says the word prophecy. But he says the whole Bible is the word of God, and we believe it too, that the whole Bible is the word of God, and therefore you can pull truth from what God's saying where it's relevant in other places to be like, oh, this must apply for prophecy too, and it can teach us about prophecy as well. So, for example, he says about um, the second most important commandment, which is do to others as you would have them do to you. That really applies with prophecy. Do to others as you would have them do to you. But actually, if you feel like this, this word or this picture that you have, this sense that you have that God might be saying to that person, if you wouldn't like it for yourself, don't give it. If you don't feel like it's doing that, what we've just said, that it's primarily encouragement, then pray about it a bit more. Ask him what it is. And even this weekend, we've had... Um, there was someone kind of in our group and then I chatted to someone after who said, oh, during that time um, of, of praying, I felt for this person this word, but it wasn't an encouraging word and therefore I don't think, like I didn't give it because it didn't feel encouraging. And I was like, yeah, good. But also, 
I think that sometimes is. You know, Anthony spoke the other week about like the first tissue and that actually there's more to follow. And I said, but it's not that we need to then speak it out and, and hope that something follows her, but just pray about it a bit more because actually God won't want to leave that person just with that negative word, but it might be that he's revealing that word so that as you pray more, you see, okay, so what does God want to leave? What's the encouragement that God does want to bring? Because he always wants to bring encouragement. That doesn't mean that what we hear will never ever be something a bit hard or a bit difficult, but wait till you know the good of what's going to come from it because he wouldn't want to just leave somebody with the hardness or with the hard word. He wants to bring an encouragement out from it too. So this is what um, Mark calls the essential flavour of prophecy, is this idea that it's for encouragement, that it's always for encouragement, doing to others as you would want them to do to you. And that's how we can test prophecy, is by, is it these three things? Is it strengthening, encouraging, and comfort? Or in other ways, and other people say it as, does it build up, stir up, and cheer up? That's how you can test it. That actually, if you think that you're going to give it to someone, does it fit under one of these? Does it build them up? Does it stir them up? Will it stir something in them? Or is it actually also just that it's to cheer someone up, that it's going to do that? So it's always for the encouragement. And I just really feel like our world so needs encouragement. And um, I was, a, a while ago, went to Asda and um, was with my little girl and she was a bit more of a baby then and for some reason I just do stuff sometimes and don't think about it but I went in like holding her and then I realized I didn't have a pound and so I got a basket so I had her in one arm and a basket in the other and then got to the thing that I actually needed to buy and was like how do I put in the basket when I don't have an arm and was trying to do it and this guy saw me who worked at Asda and obviously thought oh gosh and so he came over and was like can I hold your basket and you tell me what you need and I'll get it for you and I was like yes please like what need to cry and I was like yes thank you and then he just came around the whole shop and I actually needed like loads of things and then I'm also really bad like especially I shop for ages because I forget stuff and then go back. But he just stayed with me with the basket all the way around Asda. Then he came to the till and he packed my bags for me. And then he even said, do you want me to go to the car and put your stuff in the car? And I was like, yes, that would be so great. And then he put all the stuff in the car. And I was getting poppy and I said, bye, thank you. And then I just felt like, do you know, he's done so much for me. I just want to see if there's a way that I can encourage him. So I went back into Asda to the customer service desk. And I just said, hi, I'm just wondering if you've got a form that I could write about um, a man that has just helped me. And then she was like, yeah, Barbara, where's the, uh, where's the complaint forms? I was like, oh, no, I, I just, I'd really like to just write, he's just really helped me. And they were like, yep, yeah, no, uh, right, here's your complaint form. And I was like, no, I just, I want to actually say about something, he's just been really helpful. Have you got like a, an encouragement form or a thank you form or something that I can just say, he's been great, like a well done staff member form? Oh, no, never had anyone ask for that before. Ooh, and they were, like, having this little chat between them. They were like, we don't have a form for that, because why would we have a form? Oh, gosh, we never had any. Like, oh, you can write it on this bit of paper if you want. So I just wrote out what he'd done and just thanked him and kind of left. But I was like, they don't have an encouragement form because no one ever encourages them. But we can be the people that encourage them. Like, we have a gift. We have, and actually, I think for some of us, this starts by not even needing it to be some super spiritual thing. For some of us, I really felt God saying tonight, start by being more encouraging. Start by choosing that your words 
They, it says in the Bible, they have the power of life and death. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Choose a life. Even gives you the answer, in case you're not sure. Choose a life. Like, let's, let's do that more. And I feel like for some of us, that is a challenge that we're so much, it's so much easier to just get into criticism and get into snarkiness and get into just saying the wrong thing. And actually, let's be people who are more looking for an opportunity to encourage. And not just, I mean, in any way, to be honest, I was going to say not even just saying your jumper's lovely, but if someone's got a good jumper on, like, tell them. It's great. Let's just keep encouraging people. And it makes you want to wear that jumper more, doesn't it? If someone says they like your jumper, you wear it a lot more. It's great. Like, let's be that. And then I think that is how it grows, is that you start to just think, what do I think to encourage this person? But then the more that we tune into him, the more that you find that he says something just a little bit deeper. And it just grows into something a little bit more because he knows them more than we do. But we have to have that mindset of choosing life, of choosing to be giving life-giving words into somebody and choosing to take a moment to just take a little bit more time with somebody and say how could I just end this by giving them a bit more of a gift and it might be that you can stop and pray with them and say can I pray for you and it might be that actually you absolutely can't do that but you can just say one encouraging thing of thank you for doing that with a smile today because I really needed it We do that to people at the tills, at the checkout in Aldi. Like, thank you for having patience with me there. I know I was a bit faffy. That's all right. You see them grow. I love giving encouragement to my five-year-old because you see it transform him. That literally earlier today, I said to him, oh, I've heard that in your group today um, in Sunday school, um, that they said that you had, and he was just sort of looking at me like this. He said, um... They told me that you are very creative and that you made something, like you heard the story of Joseph and then you chose to make something and he was going, as I said it, he was going. (laughs) And he looked around and he went, that's me, that's me. And it's like, that is what it does. And because we get old and grumpy, you won't always see that within us there is something actually going that you don't always see it, but often you will. But actually, you can't, I don't think you can do this too much. Like, let's be, let's start by giving life, by encouraging people. But then I do believe that there is a next step of actually doing it with Jesus and doing it in properly linked to hearing his voice and what he would be saying as well. And I know that also, for some of us, therefore, I feel that first thing of just start by being an encourager. But I feel like there's another thing of, for some of us, you've tried and failed or you know that there's times where God asked you to do it and you didn't do it, so now you're like, forget it. And if you ever hear me talk about prophecy, you'll have heard me tell this story. But I had it um, a few years ago that I um, was I had a flat battery on my car, and so I had to do that thing where you have to drive for ages to get your battery up once it's been done. I don't know. I'm not a car person. But I had to drive around. And... Um, as I was driving and I knew that it would be fine now and I could go home, I just really felt God say, um, he just told me somebody and said, you need to just go and give her like a love pack, um, which just means like a gift bag of nice things. Just go to a shop, choose some nice things and go take it to her door. And I was like, no. And then I was driving around a bit more. And mainly because at that point in time, I just didn't like her that much. And I felt like, no, she's been, you know, stuff's happened and it's hard and I just, I don't really want to go and stand at her door and do that. And it was so clear and I so felt God say, go make her a love pack. And um, I instead went and got a McFlurry and went home. 
Because <laughs> I'm good like that. Uh, and I went home. I uh, got one for Loz as well. I was like, no, I'll get Loz and McFlurry. And um, so I gave him one. And then um, I sat down and I went on Facebook. And I saw her status. And it said, I just found out an hour ago that my friend has died. And I thought, oh, I'd have been at her door with a love pack. If I'd said yes, she'd have got that news, opened her door, and I'd have been able to say, God told me to give you this, I don't know why, and what could have happened. The good thing is, God knows, and he sent someone else, and she was absolutely loved through that. And actually, there isn't condemnation in it, and I was able to still love her, and we have a beautiful friendship now. And it's not to say, oh gosh, therefore never do it again. It's actually the opposite. For me, it was to say, I never am doing that again. If God asks me to say something, I'm going to say it. And of course we do this and then we flop again and then we do it and then we flop again. But the best thing that that, that taught me was, if you ask me to do it, I'm going to do it. Because I'd rather go and look silly and it mean nothing than have that thing of thinking, I could have been at your door with a love pack. And I had it even just this weekend with a friend that we were praying and she joked before we prayed and said she wants something really specific for her. And so I, I shared the verse that I'd felt and I shared what I felt God say to her. But the whole time that everyone was praying, I just saw leopard print, like a, just a cross, just a strip of leopard print. That was all it was. And I kept thinking like, God, what are you saying about leopards? Nothing. Um, and didn't feel anything so I thought well I can't just say I feel leopard print for you so I didn't and then we all went and got changed for dinner and she came down in a leopard print long shirt and I was like ah oh, if I'd said it she'd have known that what it meant probably she'd have been like yeah I'm gonna wear leopard print tonight that's such a specific that I didn't know that God knew and again it's not to be like, oh, right, so I'm never going to do it again. But it actually gives me more confidence that he does talk in detail and he does talk to me in detail. And therefore, I'm going to say it next time that I feel something a bit odd. I'm going to say, I don't know why, but I feel this. Weigh it, see if it means anything. You know? Anyway. So for some of us, it's been hard or we failed or we feel like it's just not happened. And God's saying, try again. Step out again. Trust me again. Um, and the final thing that I feel is that for some of us, God's saying, you hear me, now you need to speak. You hear me, you do. I speak to you, you have little prompts, you have something and then you hear someone else say it and you think, oh yeah, I felt that too. He's just saying, really kindly, start speaking. Start sharing what he said. And um I've been really encouraged this weekend by Revelation 3.20, which often we use um, as something for people who don't know God at all. And um, that is absolutely for you tonight, that if actually you don't know him at all, and through hearing this you think, oh, I'd quite like to know a God that loves me and wants to hear from me, then this is for you. But it is also for everyone else in the room who knows him already. It says, here I am. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And I don't think that he means he's going to eat in silence because he knocks and you hear his voice. So he's already talking. He's on the other side of the door going, hiya, can I come in? He's already talking. 
And he wants to come in and he's saying that he's going to sit with you and he's going to eat with you and he's going to speak to you and he's going to find out how you are. And he already knows, but he wants to hear it from you. How are you? What's going on? What are you loving at the minute? What are you finding hard? What's going on with your friend? Oh, what should we say to her to encourage her? How could we message that person who needs some healing at the minute and just say, oh, just, this is what I feel God's saying to you. He wants, he wants for us to keep opening the door. It's not about the fact that 30 years ago, I once opened the door and said, you can come in. Where is he now? Where is he in your house? Is he still sat at the table chatting with you? Do you give him that time to sit at the table? That's the next bit of it. I will come in and, and eat with that person and they with me. Are we walking in that next section of sitting with him and talking with him and eating with him? And so I'm going to pray in a minute. And I do want to invite that if any of you, that is, this is the first time, or maybe you've heard it a long time ago and you want to hear about it more, about Jesus. We have an alpha course, like Luke was saying. He, he came to know Jesus by asking more questions. And you can absolutely do that. We want to encourage you to ask more questions. But we also just, it can take a moment of you saying, okay, if you're knocking on the door of my heart, I want to let you in. I want to let you into my life. I want to start talking to you. I want to start eating with you. And so I just want to invite everyone to close your eyes for a moment. And if that is you, if you feel like, yeah, I feel like God maybe has been knocking on the door of my life and he wants me to open the door for the first time or that I've been far away and now I want to just say, yeah, I'm opening that door, then I just want to ask you to put your hand up now so I can pray for you. And then I want to ask as well that if there's anyone who feels like, actually, I, not, I allowed that door to open a long time ago, but I don't feel like we're sat at the table eating together. I don't feel like I've been giving him that time to just speak to me and know that he's loving over me and know that he's just, we have this conversation fluidly going and I want more of that. Then again, I just would love to invite you to put your hand up so that I can pray with you. Father God, I thank you that you see all of the hands, you see all of the hearts that are saying that they want more of you. Lord God, I thank you that you stand at the door and knock, and all you need is for us to open it. And that you'll sit with us and you'll eat with us and you'll talk with us. And so Father God, we just invite you right now, all across the room, to every single person that's in here, Lord, we ask that you would start to speak now. We just invite your Holy Spirit, we invite you to bring to mind someone maybe who we feel like, just, I'll just let's just do this properly now, so let's just say it, Lord God, please bring to mind somebody that needs a word from you. Okay, now listen, or think, or if you're pictorial, scroll through your Facebook friends. And just ask him, who is it that you want me to, who is it that you want to speak to? Okay, and now out loud, just say after me, Lord Jesus, what is it that you would like to say to them? And now you have a piece of paper. 
So just write down what you feel God say. And check it through that list that we said earlier of does it build up, stir up and cheer up? Will it be an encouragement? Will it edify them? Will it build them? And just write it down. And then I also feel like there's people that have come tonight and you've heard that this is about prophecy and you felt like, I need a word from God. And if that is you, then I'd love for you to just be really brave and stand up. And it's just a sign to me and to God that I've come and I need a word. I need you to speak to me. I need something from you. Okay. Cool. Cool. And now the rest of us are going to be really brave and go gather around those people. And we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God. And we're going to share what we feel God's saying. And again, it is to build up, stir up, and cheer up. If it's not going to do that, do to others as you'd have them do to you. Let's not say it. Just pray for them. But everybody, if you could stand up now. Go gather around someone that was stood up. If you were stood up, you might need to put your hand up now so that like, you're different to everyone else that stood up. <laughs> and let's gather around those people. Could you put your hands up again if you were someone that was stood saying you'd like prayer, just so we know who you are. Okay. Great. So yeah, if you feel comfortable too, just come gather around that person with their hand up. And ask that person their name. Okay, so now you know their name. And then if you just pray with me out loud again. Lord Jesus, I thank you for, whatever their name is, you know. Great. And Lord Jesus, we want to encourage this person tonight. So we are wanting to listen to your voice right now. Please speak. Your servant is listening. Okay. And now listen and share when you feel comfortable to share what you feel God's saying. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.